unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Jessica Presley. And I'm Dana Pereira. Dana, here we are, another week. We have lived to tell the story of Hurricane Hillary. I don't know how we got through it. I um, I had a tree fall in the yard. Oh, gas. Nay, a leaf or two. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually a branch that had fallen in the yard. Um, and I'm pretty sure that my dog could have picked it up in his mouth and just, like, run around with it. So oh. it wasn't a big deal a whole branch (laughs) Mm. a whole ass branch well i am really glad that my husband spent all of two hours bringing everything from the outside to the inside Mm -hmm. so that our whole entire yard did not blow away in the gusts of the hurricane so honestly i thought like should i be more afraid of this so on saturday i was like oh I mean, I keep getting like all of these news articles because fear media, you know, they're basically the same thing. Um, And I was like, should I be afraid of like what's happening? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to lower these umbrellas. Then I'm going to go have dinner with my friend and have some drinks. (laughs) You know what? I had the exact same thought as you. I text a close friend of mine that lives down the street and she's like, you know, a bit older than I am and, you know, has more life experience. And Mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to text her and see, like, is my worry meter on point or not? And so I text her and I said, hey, um, I just kind of want to see if I need to recalibrate my level of worry. What do you think? Like, what are you doing to prepare? And she said, Jess, do you have an AM radio that operates on batteries? (laughs) And she said, I have three. I'm going to bring one by your house when I'm done eating dinner. And I was like, wait a minute. Can she, you? she didn't invite you into her cellar? <laughs> she didn't. But I invited myself. Don't worry. <laughs> I said, so wait, what do I need that for? And she was like, cell service, power, whatever goes out. You need to know what's going on in the world. And I was like, save yourself the trip. I am going to just come to your house if that happens mm-hmm. because I could walk there. Yeah. Um, or drive my car, which, you know. I would probably do more so. Um, so, yeah, I had clients telling me they were filling up their bathtubs with water in case the water was shut off and they wouldn't be able to flush their toilet if we didn't have clean drinking water. Um, another one of my clients who happens to be from Pittsburgh, um, her father is like a total doomsday prepper, and he was telling her to go to Home Depot and buy a generator, and he was like, scratch that it's probably too late they're sold out i know they're sold out (laughs) well so (laughs) luckily for me my husband owns a construction company so we have pallets of water and a generator right here good to go and i told him i was like do you want to bring that generator home and he was like no if anything happens i'll just go to the office and get the generator He was not worried about it at all. And as it turns out, I woke up on Sunday morning when the hurricane was supposed to be hitting us here in California. We had no idea what to expect. California has seen a hurricane like never. So 
I I don't even think we've seen rain in August, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's been quite a rainy year for us. It though. has. It really has. And to be quite honest, like the full day Sunday, it was kind of like drizzling for most of the day. It was a drizzle. It was a drizzle. There was a moment, and by a moment, I mean a very brief moment, mm-hmm. where some rain was coming down and we could hear some wind, but it was fleeting. So the wind for us happened a little bit later on in the night. Um, I sat outside. My kids danced in the rain, ran around in the rain. I drank my coffee outside, like listening to the rain. I meditated in the Mm. rain. It was like, I was like, this hurricane is lovely. (laughs) Thank you, Hillary. (laughs) Yes. I am a fan. I am a fan of Hillary. Mm. Well, yes. I mean, I think that, um, you know, the desert areas definitely were affected a bit more by the abundance of rain. And the mountains. Yeah, that's kind of a rough, that's a rough go there. But um, yeah, Southern California, Beach Town, San Diego, LA, not really that big of a deal. No, no, we have all survived. In fact, uh, the boy's dad sent a picture of like a white plastic chair tipped over that said, we will rebuild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like pretty much sums it up. So, um... Hurricane Hillary for us, you know, I mean, it it was supposed to be bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, But I have a little, does she know for you this week? It's been a minute. I'm excited. Yeah, we had some other shit going on. So I haven't been able to play this game with you. I know, I know. Okay, what do I know Mm. or not know? I wonder if I know. I hope I know. I hope you do know because this is a really big one that the whole world knows. Crap. I'm going to make myself look like an idiot if I don't know. I bet you do. Okay. Did you know? I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? <laughs> that Britney Spears' husband has filed for divorce. I didn't even know she was married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that Kevin Federline? Is that who she was married? <laughs> yes, it was 15 years ago. <laughs> I did not know that Britney Spears' husband has filed for divorce. Oh, so they've been married for like 14 months. Oh, that's short. Um, And he has accused her of stepping out of the marriage. He has oh. accused her of cheating on him. Um, and it's, it's big news right now because the whole reason, well, one of the reasons that she wanted out of her, did you know that she was in a conservative I didn't with like her dad that whole situation right yeah 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 there was like a whole free Britney movement yes 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 I I have to remember that as I'm telling you this that I have to take the last 12 years of her life and also update you on that yes accurate yeah I'm I'm totally off the radar well unfortunately um her social media seems to be um What's a really polite way of putting this? It is uh, worrisome. Her mental health doesn't seem to be in the best place. Is she intoxicated? I couldn't tell you. Um, I do think that if you were to go, in fact, I encourage you to go to her page and just scroll through all of her videos. My heart's like already breaking. It's really I just sad. Give her a hug. You know, I feel like um, 
her mental health has always been a bit of a struggle. And as somebody who also like can empathize with a struggle of mental health, like I've struggled with anxiety for years as long as I can remember, even as a child. And so like, I just really feel for her. I wish she had a team of people and a group of people around her that just wanted to like elevate her and love her and help her back to health. I do too. And I mean, I obviously don't know what has gone on in her life, any medications that she's been on or is on or anything, but it it definitely kind of feels like, um, maybe not all of the lights are on. Well, yeah. Yeah, she's struggling with her mental health. I feel like we have all been um, kind of like in the front seat watching from very early on in her career, the decline. Yeah. And it's like, it almost feels like this like roller coaster, you know, of like times where like she seems like she's glued back together and she's kind of her whole self and then things kind of fall apart and then she comes back together and things kind of fall apart. I had a whole ass fantasy about her and I being the best of friends because we both had babies at the same time. Definitely the reason to be the best of friends. I was like, I get you, girl. I understand what you're going through without the millions of dollars, but same. Right. <laughs> right. It's definitely the same. <laughs> so I've always felt like this like kinship with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has no idea I exist. But if I were in her life, I'd like to think that I would try and steer her in the right direction but who knows if she's even able to be steered at this point that is such a good point because there are definitely people that have been in my life that have needed help and I've wanted to help them and they just weren't in a place to accept it either so I just hope that um, the people that truly love her are there to support her and you know if she's pushing them away right now that they're still going to be there for her when she's ready for the help yeah Hopefully, man, I was like trying not to bring up a different situation because I thought that it might bring the show down. But then I just really brought the show down. <laughs> did not think I could do that with some Britney Spears, but I did it. Oh, you I, did I, it. I've Congratulations. It. <laughs> You've won the Debbie Downer Award. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, so this week, we're like kind of getting into the season. I mean, it's not quite fall yet. Kids have just started back to school. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, And football season is around the corner. Yay. Okay. Um, Can you try that again, (laughs) please? Wah, wah. I mean, I I don't want to scream into the microphone, but I am very excited for some football season. I love me some football season. I know that you do. And I love that your passion for the Steelers has continued on through all 20 plus years that you've been in California. I think that's super. Got my Steelers shirt on right now. Super fan like of you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's funny is as because I live in San Diego, people accuse me all the time of being a bandwagon fan, a fair weather fan, like all of those things. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't, I am from Pittsburgh. Like I have to actually defend my stance of being a Steelers fan. Well, and like, I have not followed football probably since Shay, who's almost eight, mm-hmm. has been born. And like, I'm pretty sure that like the last five years, they haven't done much of anything. So I don't know what fair weathering you're doing. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, especially on social media, people will see me in my Steelers shirt immediately. They want to attack me like, oh, you just jumping on the bandwagon. And I'm like, motherfucker, I was born into a terrible towel. I was born on this bandwagon, okay? (laughs) I did not get a choice if I wanted to live while I was in Pittsburgh. (laughs) That's true. You had no choice. Nor did I. I totally absorbed the football culture whenever I lived in Pittsburgh. You did. And I'd like to hear about why you're kind of on a break. Like, why did you and Ross It's not a break. It's a hard sever. Okay. All right. Why, Why are you severed from football? So, just to clarify... I'm not anti-football. Uh-huh. I'm not anti-Steelers. I feel like, yes, it's entertainment factor. People enjoy it. It's something to do on Sundays. There's a whole culture around it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, um, I truly kind of started to despise football in direct relation to my husband. Oh, is this one of those... Um, Oh, what do they call them? Football widows kind of a thing. Ish. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of started out as like a jealousy factor whenever we had um, our daughter. Um, I There was like never three consecutive hours that I could sit down and do anything at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I was a bit envious that my husband would still find time to carve out. It was like, do not fuck with Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Yeah. Don't do it. And still to this day. And I think that um, my disdain for football specifically in relation to him comes from how much passion and love he has for it by comparison to other things in his life that I think should be way more important and more prioritized than football. I mean, I understand that. Um, I also uh, can kind of relate to him a little bit. Like my kids... My husband, they know Sundays, 10 a.m. or 1 or whenever they're playing, uh, leave me the fuck alone. Right. I'm sitting outside and and my husband has to take a back seat to fo- – he also loves football. He also loves to watch the Steelers. But because they're my team <laughs> – Right. Well, if you can't beat him, join him, right? Yeah. I mean, he was a Chargers fan. He was definitely coming to the dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But – So, I mean, my kids know. In fact, my kids will be like, Mom, can you stop yelling so much? And I will look them in the eyes and say, no, I cannot. I cannot and I will not. This is mommy's time. I do everything for you guys all week long. I'm going to yell at this TV and it's going to feel good. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't yell at you, so I will yell at it. Listen. I am I am going to yell like they can hear me and like what I say matters mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what shirt you wear matters and is a direct correlation to if they will win or not. I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that it doesn't? <laughs> because <laughs> because Dave's like, don't wash this jersey. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to wash the good juju off of it. <laughs> so I've gotten over that ritualistic part of loving football mm-hmm. because um, I took meds for OCD mm-hmm. and that really, really helped. <laughs> yeah, send some his way. <laughs> Actually, I'm lying. I did not take meds for OCD. I took meds for depression and it turns out it helped with OCD. And that is how I discovered that I had OCD. Yeah. Well, 
Um, so I'm not very ritualistic about stuff. Like if I, I don't wear the same shirt or not clean my underwear or like have to drink the same beer every time you watch a game yeah, or, or sit in the same spot like Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory. Do right. you know who that is? I actually do. Oh I my think. God, I'm so proud of you. It's kind of like a like nerdy show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that one. Uh, so no, I don't, I don't do those things anymore Mm -hmm. i also used to really let um the outcome of the game affect my mood grr and i don't do that anymore either i'm like it's a game it's players on a field they did what they did and this affects my life zero percent yeah it affects your life zero percent um so early on in my marriage, Dave and I were very much like Steelers versus Bills. My husband's from Buffalo. Your wedding was Steelers versus it Bills. It was Steelers versus Bills. Um, there was definitely a theme whenever we um, like met. The thing that we would do is like we would love to lay around on the couch all day and watch football for hours and mm-hmm. hours. Um, would I still do that if I didn't have children interrupting me? I don't know. I don't know. I definitely can look back on those times with like fond memories of it being like chilly and having the windows open and just kind of being lazy and laying around and watching football. That was a good time. Um, But as time had gone on, I feel like I realized that football took up so much of his time. And I know for you, it's kind of like this like Sunday three-hour ritual. Yeah. But... Um, for myself and my husband now, you know, I've mentioned on the show before our family was, um, created through adoption. Um, we are a transracial adoption family. Um, we had a huge and still have a huge, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a um, opportunity for growth and learning Mm -hmm. um there was so much about parenting we didn't know there was so much about adoption we didn't know there was so much about transracial adoption that we didn't know and I had like a really hard time with football because all of his leisure time was focused on solely the bills my husband and not even solely the bills I take that back solely football yeah and my husband is the guy who is like stats right he knows the who he knows the when he knows the time he knows the college he knows the distance like he knows all the things yeah um and I know that I'm not the only woman that feels this way totally but I feel like if you spent a third of the time focused on the things in our family that is important like educating yourself on um racism educating yourself on adoption educating yourself on um behavior and parenting styles and things like that things that we were challenged with in our day-to-day life if you spent half as much time on that if you even split the difference with football I would have been happy but I know that my husband and many other men out there um, really allow that to be their tunnel vision yeah it's um there's a balance there that like, for example, I watch the Steelers. I don't give a shit about any other team out there. If they're on, I'll put it on in the background. I don't even watch the Super Bowl unless the Steelers are in it because that is prime time for going to the wineries. Nobody is there. Nobody's there. So... <laughs> Like, well, nobody's at the wineries right now. I can go and really enjoy my day. 
Um, but I do think that there is almost an obsession. And I think it's funny because as a woman who loves football and there's many, many women out there that love football, um, but guys almost sometimes make it a competition. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, you like football? Uh, so uh, <laughs> who won the 1973 Super Bowl? Who was the quarterback? And you're like, I, I wasn't living in 1973, and I just don't give a shit. <laughs> See, this is a good point that you bring up because I believe, and I'm just going to be like – hated on this whole episode i already know it and i'm sorry i love you guys i'm sorry you're just gonna hate me today it's fine i feel like football sports in general let's uh -huh. say sports in general sports ball sports ball <laughs> i feel like um gosh it's such an opportunity for men to remain shallow it's like when they get together, men aren't talking about real life things. Men aren't talking about their experiences. Men aren't talking about the heart of the matter. Men are exchanging stats. And now if you've ever watched ESPN, which I have many a time. I have not. It is legitimately on repeat. They say the same thing over and over in a different way. So you have no choice but to memorize the stats. Right. It's like teaching a kindergartner how to read. You just, it's repeat, repeat, right. repeat. But repeat. it's all smoke and mirrors. Like if I'm just focusing on this, then what am I really distracting you from? We can keep men to remain shallow and not like be in their heart space and be a part of their families and, and, uh, be vulnerable and um, emotionally intimate and emotionally available for their families because they are so wrapped up in football, so baseball, okay. soccer. I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I also see another part of that where they are being vulnerable. I have watched grown ass men cry. Oh God, give me a fucking break over a sport. It, there is a sense of community there. But if there you cannot sit across the table from your wife and cry over how you feel in your marriage, but you can cry over a football, I'm sorry, I can't buy I'm, it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if they are capable of spending a certain amount of time, not their entire being, on football on Sundays – there is a community there. There is a shared experience. There is excitement. There is like this really sense like of belonging. Sure. With other people. And if you have the capability of setting boundaries within, like just because somebody watches, you know, let's say three hours of football on Sunday – I mean, they're still allowed to have their time sure. to have for themselves to watch something that they love that brings them joy. Now, there's a difference between doing something that you enjoy that, you know, that you love, that brings you a sense of community and belonging with a mass group of people and making it an obsession. So I can understand that if it is somebody's obsession where they're spending 
you know, it, 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. They're only focused on this. Then they want to talk stats. Then they want to do their fantasy football league. Then they have to figure out who was injured and they have to trade people in and out and da, 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 how that could take away time from the family. Totally get that. I think that's pretty common, though. But I don't think that that is for everybody. Like, I don't have that in my household at all. Um, I can't recall anybody in particular. Like, my friend's husband is pretty into sports, but he spends a lot of time with family, too. It's not, like, just a sports ball and nothing else. So, I mean... I don't know. I kind of like the sense of community that you get with like cheering a team on with other people that want them to win as badly as you do. There's like that community. I guess I think that if you are balancing your personal affairs and your work affairs and your um, sports ball affairs. Sure. And all the needs are getting met, then fine. Um I guess my personal experience and the reason that I have like such a strong feeling around it is that that wasn't the case Um, and that spending three hours uninterrupted on a Sunday now not to get like too like fully disclosed about my personal situation at home but like my kids together for three hours is a lot yeah and for him to check out after I've now it's different now. My kids are in school, but I'm talking about of the age when they were like young and I was home all day with them for him to check out for three hours on a Sunday. I was like, Oh hell no. And then go off to the bathroom for an hour twice a day and be like, that's like two hours a day, seven days a week. That's 14 hours plus three hours on a Sunday. We're talking 17 hours a week. (laughs) That is a part-time fucking job. He was not getting paid for this. (laughs) And neither were you. And neither was I. (laughs) It was a part-time job. And I'm like, oh, hell to the no. This is like, I'm stranded over here on an island by myself. I need some help. Check back in. Yeah. It's too much. I also agree with that. That is too fucking much. And if my husband was spending any amount of time, I mean, I would almost consider that cheating. Like <laughs> That's how I felt. It was the other woman being unfaithful to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is way too much. Um, I don't think that's the experience in a lot of households, but... I guess maybe that's because I'm not used to that experience and you are. So we have very, whoop, we have very different perspectives on this. It's interesting though, because, you know, that's such a great example of like how we only see our own experiences. Because my guess is that that probably happens more often than not. And your guess is that probably does not happen as often as I would assume. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, and again, I fucking love sports ball. I love football. I do. I love it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Um, I have never been to a Steelers NFL game. No? Mm-mm. I definitely have. It's a good time. I am excited about it. Are you going to go this year? Are they I, playing up in LA? They are. Are they? And I am going. Um. But one of the things, and this is just another reason that I have grown to love football, 
was it's what I did with dad. Yeah. Every week. That's what I did. I came home. Did you realize that dad just had like a revolving door of people? Yes. He never told anybody, don't fucking come in my house. If somebody shows up to my house and tries to walk in my door, I am calling 911. <laughs> Our dad's house, though, it was like, especially if there was a football game on, it wasn't like, oh, I wonder if Phil's having people over today. It's like, oh, well, the Steelers are playing. We're going. Yeah. You don't you don't know what time. You don't need to bring anything. You do, like you just show up. Well, bring your beer. Bring your beer, of course, yeah. because, you know, he only has one selection, one selection only. That's it. Um, but it was just there was a big bowl of cheese balls in the middle of the table and pretzels and, pretzels. and, and the house was throughout different parts of the day, full and empty, full and empty, full and empty, always full and empty. Watching football with dad is like a special memory to me. Mm -hmm. And so now as an adult, watching football I really wanted to have that with my kids like I wanted to sit and watch football with my kids but as it turns out my screeching at the tv has driven them all away mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. need a lower voice like dad had um but it makes me feel closer to him yeah whenever I'm one of the last voicemails he left me and I had it on my phone for so long and I could kick myself because whenever I got rid of my phone and got a new phone, I didn't transfer the voicemail. Mm. Um, he left me a voicemail that went, kick-ass Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I can still like hear him say it because I listened to it so many times. But that watching football reminds me of that time. It like makes me feel like I'm with him, like I'm close to him. It's so nostalgic, especially when they're losing. <laughs> because I remember the time when fucking Tommy Maddox was the quarterback and oh, we did geez. a lot of losing. Cordell Stewart was the quarterback. We did a lot of losing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, So it's like, yeah, I'm a fan when they're losing and I'm a fan when they're winning because it – makes my heart swell because I have so many good memories watching football with dad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting when you say that, I think about my kids, of course, with their dad. And um, I don't think it was last year. It was the year before I had finally come to this place um, where, you know, the balance was coming into our home around this particular time of year. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't feeling so much resistance towards the football. Yeah. And I finally said at one point, and my husband has been a Bills fan since birth. Right. And it was glorious when I was a football fan because they never fucking won. Never. And so I could gloat all the time. But then they started winning. Right. But then I stopped being a football fan. And in that time, the Bills kind of started getting good. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't call myself a quote unquote Bills fan any more than I am a quote unquote Steelers fan. But my kids like the Bills. Mm. And I know that pains you to hear, but <laughs> they will have that nostalgia with their father they the will. same way that you did. And at one point I came around and I thought, you know what? If you can't beat them, 
join them. And so I would do all the snacky things, the yeah. crabby snacks and homemades. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids would be into it because, you know, they love the snacks. Um, and I would put out some beers and, you know, Dave would invite people over and whatever. And so it has become kind of like this, like, well, I guess this is what we do on Sundays now. Do you enjoy it, though? I mean, eh. <laughs> No, I don't hate it, but I don't enjoy it. There's many other things I would much rather do, but I see my husband enjoying it. And yeah. I see that this is something that he has loved and wanted for so long. Um, I try to like not focus on the things that totally annoy me about it because like you are only allowed to make so much noise and like I can't like talk to him because he has four text conversations going on with four different groups of people and every time a play is made he's texting this person and that person and that person and this person so like he's very distracted during the game I'm not really having any quality time with him I'm just kind of like you know in the room (laughs) so Now, I will say, so that is a big difference between your household and my household. I text nobody. I call nobody. I don't do fantasy. I I watch the Steelers, and I watch them with my husband. And I remember having, oh, God, it was like the last three seconds of the game, they kicked a field goal. No, the Steelers didn't kick. The other team kicked and they missed. And Joe and I were like, miss it, miss it, miss it. And then they missed. It was like we were fucking wizards, right? (laughs) Like we (laughs) jumped on each other. We were screaming, hugging, like so fucking happy. And. I mean, that's like another heart-to-heart situation where yeah, you're like... Yeah, connection. Yes, it's connection. And I mean, honestly, I felt like a goddamn wizard. Yeah, I mean, you were very Harry Potter-esque in that moment. I said miss it, and then they missed it. <laughs> and it was definitely because you said it. I think it was the power of me and Joe together. You are a power couple. We were like the power (laughs) rangers at that point and we just put our powers together Mm -hmm. along with the rest of Steeler Nation. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we made it happen. It was that really does sound like a good time. I'm not going to lie. Like there's a part of me that's like I'm coming to your house on Sundays because that sounds like so much more fun than what's going on at my house. Well come on over. But I mean if you're coming over, you're going to have to be back in Steelers gear. I still because... have a shirt. Okay. I have a couple. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if good. you're not going to use them, I'll take them. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but, I mean, I will also say being a football fan does have me feeling a little bit like a hypocrite. Mm, tell me how. Because I am not for people having brain damage right and injuring themselves for money and i mean there's so much that goes on on that field that i mean speaking of the bills that player last year yeah i hate myself for not remembering his name right now and dave is yelling furiously at me because i also don't remember (laughs) damar hamlin oh okay yes 
Damar Hamlin. It's funny because um, I knew it started with an H, the last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept coning to say Hampton. Close. Hamlin. And he is not a hotel. No, he's not. So, um, but I was watching that game. And I watched him get laid out on the field. Weren't we in Pittsburgh? No. No? We weren't in Pittsburgh for Brittany's wedding during that time? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I th- I thought you meant they were playing Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. We were in Pittsburgh watching the game. Yeah, I remember being in Pittsburgh whenever it had happened. It was after Brittany's wedding. Because it was a Monday night game. They were playing the Bengals. So I was not in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> You were probably still in I was Pittsburgh. still there, yeah. I was not. I had gone back home. Where was I, though? Because I remember seeing it on a TV. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, Ryan Shazier. I remember him getting laid out on the football field and being yeah. fucking terrified. You know, I didn't even think about this until right now um, when you were saying this, but Dave and I have a personal friend who used to play for the Chargers, and he also has um, confided in us a bit about like the injuries and stuff that he sustained in the NFL, that he is still dealing with brain injury stuff to this day. And, um, you know, he's an amazing person, and it's hard to watch somebody that you care about struggle in real life. Like, it sucks to hear about it in the news and yeah. to think about it, but then to watch somebody go through that struggle in real life is is just – it's devastating. It's terrible. It's something different, and I really feel like a hypocrite when that is happening because on one hand, you're like, these are grown-ass adults that know the risks, and they – choose to do this thing but you're also like incentivizing them with millions and millions and millions of dollars so many millions of dollars you're correct and i am a part of that problem and that is where i feel like the hypocrite Mm -hmm. um but also on the other hand i don't think that they are fully aware of what could happen to them in the future yeah i mean i think that Telling somebody that this could happen, it's a possibility with the carrot that is like literally oozing Benjamins Mm -hmm. is very different than living it every day, day in and day out after the fact. I think that you think you know, but you really have no idea. It's like telling a smoker that they're going to get cancer. Right. And the whole time they're like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And they're smoking and they're enjoying it and it's fine and everything's great. And then they get cancer. Right. And then they understand how awful and terrible and painful and it's hurting their family and it's hurting their friends and it's hurting their children. It's all of those things. And so I do struggle with that Mm -hmm. when it comes to watching football. I have said it already seven times, I think. I love football. I love it. I love watching it. I love eating the snacks for it. I love the community of it. I love the memories of it. I love feeling like I am a part of a team. Like whenever somebody says on Sunday, oh, how'd you do? And I'm like, oh, we won. Even though I didn't step a fucking toe onto that field. You were a part of it. I was a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that feels big. 
But it's not just with football. It's with soccer. It's with baseball. It's, I mean, there's all of the other sports ball things that people have this connection with. Um, but with baseball, they're not worried about brain injuries as much as they are with football. True. So when you bring up baseball, I immediately think about the Padres and the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Big rivalry here. Yeah. And it's kind of like taking fandom to another level because we know that when the Dodgers are visiting, um, that there's going to be some shit going down. What do you think about whenever fandom gets so explosive that it becomes like a personal attack on the people of the opposing team? I am so glad you brought this up because it was like on my notes of the things that I think about football. Um, any teams, really. It baffles me when somebody finds out that I'm a Steelers fan and automatically I'm a fucking piece of shit. Like they instantly hate you. Instantly. And I'm like, whoa, that's a circumstance of where I grew up. That's like saying you hate a high school because you, you know, the rival live. Right. Mm -hmm. You live in a different part of town. I grew up in Pittsburgh. My ties were to the Steelers. I love the Steelers. They will always be home to me. But if I grew up in Colorado, I'd love the Broncos. Mm -hmm. If I grew up in San Diego, I probably wouldn't love the Chargers. <laughs> but um, ching. I would have bailed on them like my Just husband like bailed on them. Like they else. bailed to L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, LA Chargers. Yeah, but, you know, like that has nothing to do with who I am as a person. And a lot of people, and that's one of the things that I used to love was the shit talking. I would shit talk so much. Oh, yeah. How many times would be like, been in bubs and just like talked oh. so much smack to anybody on the opposing team? So much smack. Mm hmm. But it doesn't feel good when you're on the losing side of that. Sure. And so as I matured, <laughs> that's how mature people say it. True. <laughs> I don't make it a rivalry. Um, I also will not watch football with people who do make it a rivalry. Right. So uh, the Chargers and the Steelers were playing many years ago I'm um, like probably eight years ago and my husband invited his charger fan friends to the house the chargers lost and you as a shock to nobody and you watched it in another room no I watched it in that room but as anytime they had a good play the chargers had a good play his friend was just like mouthing off to me and I was like, this is unenjoyable. I'm not trying to get into a fight with you over people that I cannot control. Right. And I'm like, I just, like, I, if my team wins, cool. And if they don't win, like, I'm going to move on with my life and next week they're going to play again. Right. And so I don't understand the whole, uh, like, you're a piece of shit. I hate you because you root for this other team dynamic. Right. It's like you can be a fan of an opposing team and still 
have respect and kindness towards the other person. And why wouldn't you? Right. It it seriously makes no sense to me. See, this just kind of, eek, I'm going to go there, kind of go. goes back to this like, this culture around football being very superficial and it's like smoke and mirrors and keep you superficial and make people hate each other. It's kind of like polarizing, you know, it's almost like even politics. Like if you like this person and you don't like that, like we just hate each other and we cannot get along. Totally. It's like another opportunity to turn people against each other. But it's not limited to football. No. It's baseball. It's sure. soccer. It's your favorite actor in a movie. It's pretty much all walks of life everywhere. They are trying to turn you against each other. Right. It's this whole idea of like us versus them. Always. It's always us versus them. It could be men versus women, white people versus black people, uh, the Braves versus the, I don't know, who is the Braves? They Baseball? I think they're baseball. Astros. I don't know. Oh, good. They are baseball. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's always like this polarity. Like, it doesn't have to be us versus them. There can be another option. There can be this mutual respect of like, I see where you stand and this is where I stand. And that's okay. And I am also the kind of person as I'm watching football, if I see a good play, whether it's my team or another team, I'm like, damn, that was a good play. Yeah. Like, I want to recognize all of it. I want to appreciate all of it. If the other team outplays the team that I happen to be rooting for, I'm like, wow, great job. What about the people that can't accept the L? And they're like, oh, the ref this, the ref that, they, they, we got gypped. Like, I mean, I'm going to say out loud that there's a lot of ref errors. Sure. And so, yeah, that can actually play into it. And that bugs the shit out of me. And I am definitely the one that's like, oh, are you on the Ravens payroll, ref? <laughs> I love that you went right for the Ravens, too. Because <laughs> fuck the Ravens. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hate everybody in Baltimore. Fuck them dirty birds. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a wing place? They have good wings out here. Do they? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. People that like the Ravens. Ish, or am I? Ish, ish, kind of. No, no, I really am. Um, But that is like, I mean, the Ravens are one of the Steelers' biggest rivals. The Ravens, the Browns. Bengals. The Bengals. Like, it, yes, all of them. Um. But the thing that I don't love that happens quite a bit while watching football is people cheering for you to take out somebody on the other team. Oh, no, 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 no. That is never okay. And in fact, when the other teams go below the belt, mm -hmm. I'm just like, tisk tisk, shame on you. Karma's going to get you. You're yeah. a bad sportsman. That is bad sportsmanship. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make it fun for anybody. Like trying to actually hurt somebody else just because they're on an opposing team. The stakes are not that high. You are still going to get paid millions of dollars. Right. And the stakes are high for the other person when you're talking about ending their career. Yes. If you're going for a low blow or a shot to the head or taking out a knee, that is somebody's whole career. That's not even their career it's their life that's yeah. like every time it rains they're sore kind of shit you know <laughs> like 
they're like my knees hurt it's gonna rain rain. (laughs) (laughs) i'll never forget the day he took me out by the knees yes but that is the kind of stuff that i'm like and and it happens on the steelers too i've witnessed a kind a couple of times where i well more than a couple of times but i've been like oh come i want to love you can you not do shitty shady stuff be better you want to like you want to cheer for the team that has like the people that warm your heart like the the years that i loved the steelers Mm. was like heinz ward troy palomalu like how do you ever watch them and not just have like your whole chest expand it's they're just lovely lovely people lovely to watch good sportsmen um like those are the people i want to watch on the field because they're a great example for the younger ones that are looking up to them and they're a great example I'm saying younger ones as in like kids, but like also like the rookies that are coming into the game for them to be the leaders and to show you the example of like how you carry yourself on a field. Like, I feel like that's super respectable. They both have a really special place in my heart. Um, That smile on Ward. Ugh, you just, you cannot beat it it's the best and i think that that's like nfl wide i don't think that's just like only for steelers fans oh. i feel like if you're an nfl fan at all you know what we're talking you about know exactly what and and oh my god whenever he would make a play and that smile i it like it <laughs> I'm, I'm exploding at the moment i know I can because see it. it makes me so happy yeah um, I remember the joke whenever uh, Palomalu was playing safety that it was like seventy uh, percent of the world is covered by water, the rest is covered by Troy Palomalu. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I actually good. dressed up for him or as him for Halloween. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I cute. had my head and shoulders bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. I love him. And if I were to meet him, I would melt into a puddle and cry and embarrass myself. I was going to say, what would you do if you met somebody like I think that I'm anti meeting celebs or like people that I look up to in that way, because I just feel like I'd be like, like, I would not know what to do or say. I um. Here's the thing. I'm going to say what I would say right now. And then you won't do any of that if it actually happens. No. Okay. What would you say? Ready? Go. I would want to tell him. No, no. You got to like act it out. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Get in character. Okay. Oh my God. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Troy. Can I call you Troy? (laughs) Why? Yes, of course. I just want to say that growing up and watching you alongside of my dad was a fucking honor. Seeing your sportsmanship and your smile and your light and everything that you brought to that team felt like home. And it felt like home like in my heart and with everybody that I was around, we all could watch and just 
light up at watching you play? Well, I hope that someday, somehow, this audio gets to Troy because I know that will never come out of your mouth no. the day that you meet him. No. I would meet like, him. Hold on. Let me get my podcast so I can tell you what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I would say some dumb shit like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> I dressed up like you once. I had a head and shoulders bottle. You want to see a picture? <laughs> I have a picture. I still have his jersey. Oh, I think I have a Polamalu jersey also or Ward or You both. have Ward. You better have Ward. I have Ward and I think I have Roethlisberger because too. Have I think the, it was dad's. You had it was a ward jersey that was, was dad's. dad's oh okay yeah, yeah i definitely have that's that why one. i was like you need you better, you better have, have that, that. <laughs> yeah it's in the closet yeah. <laughs> yeah it's in there but i mean again i understand that there's a lot of problematic things that can come with football like there's football widows and there's uh you know all the brain damage and injuries and yeah. stuff like yeah. that but I do think there's a lot of good things that come along with it, too. Have I warmed you up to the idea at all? You know, when you talk about it in, like, remembrance of dad and thinking about us growing up with dad, it definitely, like, brings back the warm and fuzzies. Again, like, watching football in my house is just not fun. So, like, I'm not really, like, looking Leave forward. Dave at home. <laughs> Bring the kids come and come to, to your my house. house. <laughs> In your Steelers shirt, mm -hmm. I bring an extra for me. Okay, okay, <laughs> I have plenty, understanding but still. <laughs> um, options. Yeah, uh, the only thing is, I will feel very guilty trying to get your girls to end up Steelers fans. Well, you know, um, they really love themselves some Joshy right now. Okay, they both have a crush on him. Right. And I couldn't tell you one single solitary player on the Steelers. So they have a long Well, we got Kenny road. Pickett. He's I, the new quarterback. Couldn't tell you. He's a, he's cute. He's cute. He's a cute like Joshy. Yeah. I guess Kenny, that's cute like Joshy. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's going to listen to this and be like, hell no. And then he'll be like, leave him at home. And I'll be like, okay, I guess I'm going to date us. That is the whole plan. That is the plan. So... Davy, <laughs> it is time for you to make some memories, some special, special memories. Heartfelt. With your girls. Um, and Jess is going to come over. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love that. Uh, but I am going to my first Steelers NFL game. I kind of made mention of it before. Uh, they're playing the LA Rams in October. And... I really splurged on some VIP tickets. Yeah, good for you. If you're going to go, go big, right? It's my first one. And so um, the reason that it's my first one, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but after your wedding, mm -hmm. you took a bunch of people or a bunch of you went to the Steelers game. Right. Because they were playing the Chargers. They were playing the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And all of our friends from San Diego were here. And it was just kind of perfect. It, we were going to go see the Steelers and the Chargers play. Totally worked out that your wedding was that weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and I had the opportunity to go. That was yeah. like the one opportunity that I had to go. And dad didn't want to go. He, he didn't. He, he doesn't like to go to the game. No, he wants to watch it from his kitchen table. Yes. And uh, Scotty was also in town for that. And I was like, you know what? 
I, I'm just going to stay home and watch it with dad. And that was the last. It was October 4, mm-hmm. 2009. We beat the Chargers. We sure did. I have a picture of me and dad flipping off the camera <laughs> that I had sent to my Charger fan friends. And that was the last football game that I ever got to watch with our dad. Yep. And I am so grateful that I never went to that fucking game. Hell yeah. I'm so happy about it. But now it's my time. Your time has come and you're going to do it in style. So just get ready. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, guys, are you a football fan or are you a football widow like Jesse? <laughs> whose side are you on (laughs) we would love to know if you want to tell us in the comments yeah let us know um and uh let us know who your team is too who you cheering for this year if you're a football fan yeah who's going to the super bowl i want you guys to call it out right now before anything starts because we're only in preseason at Mm -hmm. the moment so, I mean, the Steelers are 2-0. Not that that means anything. It means nothing. I know. But still. Um, and Does that mean they beat the Bills last week? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but again, preseason. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, was, it means nothing. Um, but, yeah, if you guys are on YouTube, please leave us a comment. Let us know who your team is and who you think is going to the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll do a giveaway for if somebody gets it right. Ooh, that'd be super fun. Yeah. It's going to be a Steelers shirt, but it's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you are on Apple or Spotify, you can leave a comment or you can also rate and review, which we would really appreciate to help push us in the algorithms. Absolutely. So um, until then, we'll see you next time. We're on batting, baby. Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.